I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Index, delivered through the AI Podcast channel. Uh, this one, we're going to try and keep it under two hours, because I have somewhere to be soon. Um, but uh, it might have to send a cheeky text to say I'll be late, because it is it is us free, and we have two shows to do, uh, to look at. Um, but I'll introduce my guest. Today, I'll start with you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, Sky. Um, it's raining here in London, so there's that. But other yeah. than that, uh, we we enjoyed the sun while it was here. Hi, Alex. How sunny is it in Australia? It's, it was pissing down today. I'm sick of winter. End my misery. I mean, the only the only small shred of solace is that we're in another lockdown because our state was freaking ground zero for a second wave. Uh, so I can't actually enjoy any weather. Uh, outside, so it might as well rain while we're in lockdown. But as soon as lockdown finishes, Australia, you better fucking bring the sun out again. 2020 is bad enough without a late summer. Give us our sun back. The ponds over there, at least it's raining again. So in London, so that makes me think that normalcy is returning. So soon enough. Soon. It was 21 degrees in the in northeast today. It was, it was not pleasant. It was sweaty. Beautiful. That's it's a muggy. beautiful autumn day. No, muggy. <laughs> Muggy days also, are the worst our, days. It's our, it's our SummerSlam Bonanza guy. I thought I thought this pod was going to be it like is. five hours to cover the uh, eight-day SummerSlam special that we had. I don't know if you can remember. Um, certainly very few of the matches that we had planned for our SummerSlam Bonanza are panning out that way. Uh, unfortunately, that's how that's a, that about sums up. We didn't pick it at the time, but we picked Drew v. Randy quite early on, if I remember correctly. We did, yeah, that's true. We did, actually, yeah. yeah. We also imagined that Brock would be here, that Roman would be here, I think. Oh, maybe not. Yes. Um, we thought the crowds might have been back. <laughs> we thought the crowds would be back by SummerSlam, and obviously that's not panned out. So, uh, alas, we'll move on. We do have a week-long event, though, because payback is SummerSlam. Exactly. After dark? <laughs> It's hard uh, to say. Yes, we'll we'll Not see. We'll see. Um, but uh, we'll get into it. Uh, we're not doing news and stuff because Christ, we, you, you, me, these two, you listening, don't have the time for that. <laughs> um, we'll start with NXT. Um, I'm on Wikipedia, but 
um, Alex seemed to have a different card for SummerSlam, but Wikipedia seems to be right. There is only four matches to do. Um, I've not watched much of NXT because even people who watch NXT say it hasn't been the best recently. Um, but when TakeOver rolls along, it's always something you watch on a Saturday night. But to do, I mean, not specific matches, but why has NXT been a bit different since lockdown? I think um, we were kind of talking before the show and, and Alex raised the point of the NXT crowd not being there. And it's such a huge, it's actually a, a, a character on the show, the the full sale crowd, especially because it's held at the same venue all the time. They've got a lot of regulars that go there. Um, so they, they kind of help the show come along. But I think it's also been basically since NXT came to to US TV, um, obviously to combat AEW, I mm. felt they've lost something. I don't know if it's the fact they've gone to two hours when when it was one hour before, or the fact that n- now that it's on you know uh, mainstream TV, that it's now become more of a priority for Vince McMahon than it was before, and. W- because we're we're starting to see a lot of the tropes that they use on the main roster creeping into NXT. And for me, NXT was unique in that it was so separate from from main roster and and it had its own identity. And the more and more it becomes like main roster, I think the more it loses the essence of what NXT was and what, what what we enjoyed about it. So coupled with that and the fact that it, it, the crowd hasn't been there, I think it's been really tough for them um, to to be NXT and, and be the NXT that we are, are used to enjoying. But saying that aside, we usually know, I suppose with all WWE programming, that no matter what's happening, they, they tend to deliver at the pay-per-view. So we're just hoping that it's going to be one of those situations. Mm. I mean, the pay-per-views are still live on the network, so can't get your fingers in them, <laughs> uh, can you, Vince? Um, Alex, I mean, first match, it seems like a throwback to the first time the North American title was up for grabs um, in a big-ass ladder match. We just don't have five-star Lars this time. Um, this looks like an interesting one. Uh, it's not finalised yet. We're recording Wednesday afternoon UK time. Um, so we're still waiting to see if it's Johnny Gargano or Ridge Holland or Finn Balor v or Velveteen Dream, but out of just going off namesakes, you'd imagine it's Gargano and Balor. Um, Bronson Reed v Damian Priest v Cameron Grimes v Gargano v Finn Balor, presumably. Um, it's a hell of a match on paper, Alex. Yeah, it should be the barn stormer. Um, I, I think that one... Where the hell did Lars Sullivan go, and how was he not released? Two, that first match was uh, really the maybe the epitome of NXT. That ladder match, that whole event, um, yeah, that whole takeover was just incredible. Uh, the repeat, the what if the, if this is going to be similar to that, the uh, ladder match that almost looks sort of... The, as the, pay, the payback. <laughs> the payback, yes. The sort of emulation of that match, but obviously without a crowd, is obviously not going to be as good because it lacks a crowd. But uh, I think it does show 
what NXT does, which is regenerate its talent um, extremely well. And a lot of the characters that we're seeing in here might have still been around back then. You look at Gargano, you look at um, Bala, even the ones that lost, you know, the likes of Dream and that, but Gargano's done a full mm. switch into this brilliant heel character. Bala's done a full switch into the Prince. Uh, and then you've got the likes of Priest, who is weirdly a bit of a face now. I think it's because they ran out of faces. Uh, Cameron Grimes has uh, been amazing lately. They're finally letting, letting him go into full swing. Uh, and I think that it, it goes to show you what the good bit of NXT is. Now, I think the bit of NXT that's lacking uh, currently is that we have this match. We have a women's match, which is relatively good. I think Dakota and uh, Io will be fun. I think Io is getting into the swing of things as champ, and um, the actual match should be great. And obviously we have the main event, but aside from the Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee thing, which we're probably going to disagree on later, but there's usually at least, if they, even if they have a five-match card, there is usually a match, there's a highlight match, just slightly down from the main event. Sometimes it opens the show, um, which you just know is going to be a killer. Uh, and it has that sort of NXT build of not being too complicated, but also still being quite gripping. You know, you, the likes, the, the sort of Matt Riddles versus Alistair Black's, or the mm, um, tag team, yeah, yeah, or a tag team match, yeah. I mean, the tag team might be a bit complicated. I imagine because of purely because they had Imperium beat uh, the Undisputed Era, and there aren't that many tag teams around right now. But with all that being said, I think they're also hindered by the fact that you know it's not just the crowd, which I'll come to in a sec, but this ladder match can happen because obviously they've regenerated the talent, but they also rely on the likes of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. And those guys are obviously in the UK. They've got, they've had Matt Riddle go up to the main roster. They've had, oh, they've got Timothy Thatcher in obviously as the latest talent, but they haven't been able to get that buzz as much. Uh, so they haven't been able to generate that sort of mid cards, mm. if you want to call it that. Wasn't, that wasn't Loomis in one of these as well? Yeah, uh, Dexter Loomis has been brilliant as well. But again, it's it all comes down to what Taddy said, which is the crowd is the most important part to NXT, I think, because it determines so much of what they do. Uh, the only reason Tommaso Ciampa turned face was because of the crowd. The only reason Velveteen Dream turned face originally was because of the crowd. The only reason Eric Bugenhagen went from a jobber with a fun entrance to someone who appeared in like a month's worth of NXT was because of the crowd. The only reason Adam, um, what's his name? Uh, formerly Leo Kruger, party animal, Adam, whatever his name was with the conga line, uh, with the conga line and bunnies and stuff uh, got over was because of the crowd. Same with No Way Jose. So it dictates what people do and it dictates characters in a way that WWE main roster don't let the crowd dictate their characters because if they did things would be probably better um so i think of all the companies in terms of aw nxt and uh WWE, the crowd being absent has hit nxt the hardest because it's just so much harder to to do a match like this the six man the ladder match without sort of the crowd being there to, to give the energy and those bumps are going to hurt like hell. Mm. 
Yeah, I think we discussed it on WrestleMania when they had the triple threat ladder match. I was like, why are you doing this? There's no one there. Exactly. Uh, uh, um, who have you got to win? Uh, I don't really know, actually. I think they're probably going to give Johnny the title back. But there is a good chance that NXT this week, which could well be out by the time this podcast is out, uh, has, you know, Johnny lose and they build that into his character. Um, I think Johnny will get the title back eventually either way because this heel Johnny Gargano is um, fun and good and I think he eventually needs a belt. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I'm not sure. So I, I'd go for Johnny if he's in it. Otherwise, it's sort of a lottery. I mean, I'd love to see Cameron Grabs win. Um, uh, but... Again, let's say Johnny Gargano for the sake of it, even though he might not be in the actual match. Mm. Tadiwa, uh, quick thoughts on the match and then pick your winner. Um, yeah, I, th- I thought it was a bit uninspired the way Keith Lee just dropped the title or relinquished mm. the title. Mm. I thought they could have made much more of a story about it. But now that we've gotten there... Um, <sighs> <laughs> I think it would be WWE booking to have Velveteen Dream win it. Oh God! Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Jesus, uh, it's it shouldn't happen, that, but I can see it happening. That would be a good side of things. Um, but but let let me go with my head here. I I want someone new to win it. And I think Bronson Reed has done really well, and I'd be interested to see what he could do holding the title. So I'm, I'm going to go with one out of left field and say Bronson Reed. Can I just say also, uh, I saw Bronson Reed, formerly Jonah Rock, live uh, two or three times. At, um, he's Australian, so it was the Australian indie scene. And he is a huge man. He is colossally large. Um, so that would be awesome if he won. I was thinking similar. But I was thinking Damien Priest because he is pretty much lost every time I've seen him. So I think he's due something. <laughs> and it tends to happen in WWE, wherever it, even in NXT. You lose a few matches, and then you get a title somewhere. <laughs> uh, or you do what Keith Lee did, where he was barely booked, and now he's the biggest star in the company. Uh, but anyway, I will pick Damien Priest because every time I've seen it, I've, he, he lost. He puts on good matches and then loses. <laughs> so uh, I'll go for him, and it can kind of help, not rebuild him, but build him. Uh, and if, if what you say, Alex, is if he's kind of a face now, it might be something to get him started in that in that direction. He can feud with. I don't know, Grimes, Gargano, whoever. Um, and it can kind of help establish them, uh, establish him. So, yeah. Um, what have we got? we got Alex with Gargano, me with Re- uh, Priest, and Tadiwa with Reed. So, someone, it's going to end up being n- none of them. <laughs> um, but we'll move on. Um, Tadiwa, um, possibly... The best wrestling match of the night, you'd presume. Um, AOV Dakota Kai, because in the, the ladder match will obviously just be mad, whereas this might just be more wrestling based. Is that what you'd say? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the, the, the other matches, there's 
what, something that a would hinder their being able to, yeah <laughs> um so I, I think this would be probably the one that the purists are looking out for i'm enjoying what eo shirai is doing with the title um her promos under the water are insane um i, I thought that's uh, really uh, inventive and looks me. really cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah Come again. All, almost all, all her promos are her underwater just talking in japanese and cussing out everyone it's amazing absolutely right. amazing um i highly recommend it if, if anyone hasn't seen it uh and then dakota kai i wonder if um raquel gonzalez is, is gonna be there um mm. to to help her out because i uh, I don't see how she's winning this one. It's too early to take it off of EO, IO. Um, and Dakota on her own, I don't think they've built her in, enough, even as a heel, to to be a viable person to take the title at this stage for me. Um, the only way I could see it happening is with uh, like an F finish where... Raquel helps her out, but other than that, I, I'm expecting a really good match and you know, to, to, to to hold on to the title. Yeah, I'd probably agree, uh, but I'd pick EO as well. Alex, same for you? Yeah, well, I don't think EO is going to lose the title anytime soon, to be honest. I don't see that many challenges there. I think Rhea's had it rain. Uh, unless they want to do a bit of sort of Kyrie Shayna with them and um, have multiple reigns, but it, that's not very NXT women's title. Um, so I think Dakota is sort of here to be the foil for Rio, and I'm sure they're going to put on a quite good wrestling match. Um, but yeah, I still think Dakota has some development to do with her character, and uh, whether we see Raquel Gonzalez, she hasn't shown up much lately. So um, to me, the interesting one I think in the women's division right now is Tegan because she's been excellent. That match she had with Rio for the title was brilliant. Um, it was one of NXT's best matches recently, actually. Uh, and, yeah, I don't think Io Shirai is really going to lose the belt anytime soon. Yeah, we've all, all three of us have got Io. Um, Alex, I'll stick with you. Call the Pat. Right. So, I like this. I know it's not a popular opinion. I know McAfee, and, and it's, this is a Vince, like a Vince, a classic Vince move. But NXT doesn't have a crowd. It's not actually NXT. So this is when you can try the shit. Do the stuff that you, you can't, you don't usually do. The storyline with the um, interview going all the way back to sort of last year when they were on, uh, uh, what do you call them, watch-alongs together. Um, it's developed really nicely. The interview was a really nice sort of worked shoot. Um and the punt kick that McAfee gave Cole over the announce desk was actually quite a cool moment. I know Pat McAfee's annoying, but he's the heel, which is even more interesting, I think, because the way he came in and sort of said, oh, you guys have got some bad security around here. Look at this. It's not much respect you give to a former NFL player. Uh, Hunter getting involved. And yeah, look, I, I quite like this. I'm really curious to see where they go with it. Um McAfee is annoying, but I think he's sort of supposed to be that way. And McAfee's worked at NXT for a while because uh, when they had the old uh, Survivor Series Battle of the Brands off, McAfee was one of the NXT cheerleaders, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I think this is actually going to be quite fun. And I've actually been enjoying it over the last few weeks. Uh, but I realize I'm in the minority there. So, 
don't worry, I won't try and campaign for you to come join my side. Um, I don't really know what to think of this. I mean, to do, I think you follow American sports probably more than I do. Other than him being involved with NXT and obviously having his podcast, I, uh, is he that big a name to draw people to watch, or is it just there for story's sake? I think he's probably bigger outside of um, wrestling and football, just right, okay. because of his podcasting and his uh, commentary uh, than he was necessarily in the NFL. I mean, he was play. He he was a punter, which is probably the mm. least like valuable a player on, on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, um, he and, was. He was a world class punter. Though, yeah, he, that's he's, yeah. He's that's James Milner. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably he's probably the best ever. Well, yeah. he's actually, but he's definitely in the conversation. But arguably, is the the best ever. So, even though it's a lowly position, to still get to the top of your field is is some feat. Um, but in terms of publicity and social media, look, I, I know ESPN and WWE have kind of built this relationship and. It could have been solidified now if it weren't for COVID and and, and other stuff. But um, watching him, you know, the the way they played it in terms of um, publicizing the match was they they went on to an American show called uh, Get Up, which, which happens every single morning in America, and mm. they basically just run through sports news. And um, Triple H went on there first, obviously challenging Pat McAfee to the match and, you know, whether or not he was man enough and, and Triple H obviously speaks well. We, we know that about him. And then Pat came on the next day and he spoke and I thought he was he was fantastic. Um, he put over Adam Cole in terms of all his achievements, but still was cocky enough to say, I'm still going to go in there and kick his ass on like two weeks training. Um, so... I think he's he's got a good mind for the business and they've done the publicity side of things really well. Um, and if, if he's going to get into the ring with anyone in NXT, Adam Cole's probably one of the first names you want up there in terms of being able to protect him and get him through a match, a possible match. Mm. So whether it draws a crowd, uh, only time will tell, but they've they've done all they can in terms of reaching out to to mainstream media and trying to get attention for it in the right way, I think. And the build-up to it has been good. Um, the fact that people weren't sure whether it was a shoot or it was scripted, I think is testament to how well they did. And then the punt was awesome. <laughs> I mean, he absolutely leathered him. Um, and he, he came across like an absolute douche. And I thought it was pretty cool that after he did it, you know, even, well, just before he did it, it was Triple H, Shawn Michaels were part of the people that came out from the back. Usually we just see referees and guys that not everyone knows coming out, you know, and, and trying to stop fights. But to have Triple H and Shawn Michaels come out, I think made the moment bigger. And then that punt was perfect. And yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do. I'm not expecting a wrestling clinic. But I'm sure they've got more than enough to to get a, a an interesting story out of this. Yeah, I I can see the value in stuff like this. But Alex, I mean, the main question here is: we've seen part timers 
damage full-time reputations. I mean, Big Show with Mayweather's the biggest and worst effect on a performer, I'd probably say, but we saw Tyson Fury beat Braun Strowman, I know it was via count if I remember correctly, and there's probably other other examples. I mean, how much, and you're obviously in favour of this, how much damage could this do to Adam Cole? Because obviously he's gone from losing the, the title to Keith Lee to fighting a part-timer. If he loses to a part-timer, that could damage main roster runs. It, it, it just ruins the perception, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's necessarily a danger of that in terms of what they've already built with Adam Cole. I'm not sure this is a Tyson Fury match because it's not done A, for the money, or B, for the spectacle. It's more done for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's that's why I have faith that they'll sort of protect everyone there and that um, certainly there'll be it'll be an interesting story to tell to see how you get McAfee in that ring and what how the what the undisputed era do and how you portray Adam Cole as the face and um, I think yeah there's there is a risk that Adam Cole comes out of this and his credibility from being the longest reigning NXT champion ever to facing Pat McAfee is not necessarily sort of what it once was but then NXT can very easily build him back up by just saying okay now you're gonna go face you know. Dexter Loomis or um, if he's staying face, Damien Priest uh, or someone like Bronson Reed and just, yep, win that, you'll be back up in no time uh, because that's sort of what they do the, the NXT paradigm shifts it's a, it's an ironic use considering that's the name of the finisher of one John Moxley, but um, the, yeah, the NXT paradigm and uh, dimension sort of shifts constantly but its pieces always seem to remain alright um, the probably the worst thing you'd probably in terms of people coming back to NXT is who didn't really get the steam. It's sort of Tyler Breeze eventually came back. That was more main roster ruining than anything, but it's hard to think of an NXT character who's been necessarily ruined. Um, personally, I think this is a good way to distract from the fact that Adam Cole shouldn't be near the title. Don't feed him to cross. If he wins it, don't feed him to Lee again. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, it's, like Caddy said, it's interesting, and I'm curious to see how they do it, and I'm actually looking forward to it. But, yeah, of course, the, the danger's there, Guy. I'm not going to suggest that it's not, but I have faith that they will deal with this part-time thing better because this is about a story, not about, oh, we can get some eyes in. Not necessarily about, oh, we can get some eyes in, in the same way that every Saudi Arabia pay-per-view is. Mm. Who are you picking? Adam Cole, I think, although I'm curious to see if there's any tomfoolery about. Who are you picking today? Adam Cole, definitely. I'm going to pick Pat. I know it's, <laughs> oh, an, I know it's NXT, but you don't bring, you don't bring in part-timers to lose, do you? Fucking hell. Uh, but he's not necessarily a part-timer, that's the thing. He has been with the brand for ages now. They're going to develop so, his character, and he's going to be a bell end on every show, even though he's a bell end on every <laughs> show already. But now he's going to be bell end, bell endier. <laughs> I was so sure you were all going to say um, Adam Cole that I had already pre-written in, in the little no. predictions thing. No, a clean sweep for Adam Cole. <laughs> no, guy comes in and freaking out, <laughs> ruins it. We'll see you on Saturday. <laughs> oh dear. Um. 
next word I, I am aware of time, so albeit I want to give this the respect it's due. Keithley v. Cross to D. Firstly, does this seem quite rushed considering Keithley has only just won the title and Cross, albeit they've made him a megastar with the way they've booked it? Is this kind of like a Fiend situation we discussed that we've, they've rushed him into a title picture? Yeah, I personally didn't want him anywhere near the title for a while. Um, I, I prefer my characters like that, like The Fiend, like uh, Cross, to be driven by other things than titles. Maybe just, you know, crossing names off their list or... Mm. Like, if 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 you have a... Leg, like, what Randy Orton did, where it's a legend-killer gimmick that then leads to a title run because it's just so damn good, mm-hmm. then I'm, I'm okay with that. But there needs to be that beginning bit. You can't take legend killer Randy Orton and before he's even done, you know, the punching of Edge and everyone else, you already put him in the title pay. It, it loses the value for me. Um, so I, I was really irritated that he got thrown in there so early. But now that he has and seeing Keith Lee relinquish the North American championship to me it just felt like the reason they're rushing this is because Keith Lee is going to be uh you know he's going to be putting cross over which you know being a transition champion which would be a very weird thing to to want to label Keith Lee with all he's done and and it's kind of maybe seen in a negative light if you're called a transitional champion. But I think for the purposes here, him winning the title off Adam Cole to be able to put over cross works really well, opposed to let's say Adam Cole getting destroyed by cross. I don't think the visual of that would have as much impact as Keith Lee losing. Hmm. It's a strange one because I mean, I saw cross, destroyed Champa, which is obviously I think we kind of half expected if I remember correctly. I think we all picked Cross, but maybe not in what was it, like ten seconds. <laughs> but um Well that that was the thing. It was like a squash match, but it went for like twelve minutes. It was a yeah. it was quite a good squash match. Playing with food squash match. Yeah. Hmm. It's a strange I mean Alex, have your have your say on it? I think I, I agree with Tadewa in principle. Um, and personally, I'd say Cross could have benefited from maybe not squash matches, but, you know, uh, I mean, again, do you want Dexter Loomis to lose? But, you know, a match with Dexter Loomis that's weird versus like these sort of like monster versus weird. Mm. And obviously Cross ultimately wins, but not before Loomis sort of does some weird things and maybe a match against, you know, Bronson Reed or something, although they did already have that. Um, I think in terms of what I think they're doing, I think they are going to establish that dominance and that monster character, but via the belt. So they're going to give him the title and he's going to hold it for eons and they're going to have him squash people with the belt as opposed to building up to the belt. And I, it's, it's happened sort of, I mean, it hasn't really happened before, but it, it does, it, it is sort of this trope with wrestling where sometimes you know, you get fast-tracked to the belt, and then once you have the belt, it's a case of who the hell can stop him, which I, I get, and I don't mind that. I think it could work, especially, and today we had the nail on the head this, with this, the visual of him beating Keith Lee would be immaculate. Now, the question is whether they do that this 
takeover or whether Triple H does the thing that he despises and that's has a dusty finish slash screw finish to cap off the show, which he always, I mean, you look back at takeovers, takeover matches themselves very rarely have dusty screwy finishes. It, most of them have like genuine finishes, even if there is distractions in them. Like the very few that you think of, Roddy turning heel, maybe, even though that still had the ultimate uh, error retaining. This Champer and Gargano stuff, maybe. Um, but he just, Hunter hates having to do screwy finishes. And this is going to tear him apart. Say, well, do I keep the belt on Keith to make sure he gets at least one sort of stretch with it, pay per view stretch? Or do I just set the killing, uh, the killing, set the carrying cross? Um, sort of machine on its march because I get the sense this machine will be very dominant and be very impressive and look like they've nailed Cross like they have absolutely no pun intended they've nailed Cross's presentation <laughs> they've nailed he's nailed it in the ring um, Scarlet is nailing the whole silent sexy ballet type. The whole thing works. It's just whether they pull the trigger this pay-per-view or they wait until the next takeover. Who's Goldberg in this situation? Who's, like, beating him? I actually don't know. I genuinely don't know. No one on that roster right now, maybe Champa, if he comes back and gets momentum again. But, again, I think when we see Cross drop the belt, it'll be with fans. So... By that point, it could be Eric Bugenhagen for all we know, like genuinely. With the NXT crowd, you just don't know. Um, But Mm. as of right now, the thing is, as of right now, I didn't see anyone who could dethrone Keith Lee other than um, Cross. So they've just sort of fast-forwarded it. So you're picking Cross, I presume? Yeah, I think so. Cross or Dusty Finish? I'll go cross clean. Um, what did you say to Dima? Can, um, I was going to say cross, no. but can I can I change no. my Pat McAfee Adam Cole pick? No, go on then. Because coffee me. I'm I'm going to copy you guy, and I'm going to say Pat McAfee wins, and oh, no. because oh, because he's Christ. the heel in that one, I think it's going to cause Adam Cole to turn babyface and he's gonna take the belt off cross. Ooh. I That's thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna say this. Pat's gonna fight cross. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Pat <laughs> kicking Cross's head into oblivion. He just punts cross and nothing happens. <laughs> you know that's that's an interesting oh, idea. Oh god no. <laughs> no 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 not McCaffrey, no. Cole Cole turning babyface because the one thing I'm waiting for is Kyle O'Reilly to break off because I think he, of all the Unspeeded Era, is actually the single star in there. I mean, if anyone's watched sort of Pro Wrestling Gorilla circa 2012 to 16 or Ring of Honor around that same time, they'll know that Kyle O'Reilly is a sensational babyface. But I think you could very, very, very easily do an inverse, a flipsy, flipsy Dixit and have Adam Colby the babyface. This is with a crowd because the crowd already loves him, and have Kyle O'Reilly be that charismatic slash savage heel. And I think turning Cole babyface to take the belt off Cross is a, quite a good idea. 
because he wouldn't have to change a thing. You know, maybe he doesn't, he, maybe he isn't as much of a dick, but the crowd already love him. So you've already got that nailed on. Yeah, because they've, they've really been pushing and emphasizing the fact that Pat McAfee is is the heel in this um, in this storyline, getting him on commentary, making sure he's acting like a dick. Like they, they're pushing it too much that he's the heel, that it... it NXT rarely does anything without Corbin. foresight. Yeah, um, that, yeah. That, you're absolutely right. It's definitely so, that sort of intention. Yeah, so I, I'm, that that's my long-term booking. Pat McAfee to win, Adam Cole to eventually take the title off. Karrion Cross, who wins it this weekend. Did what? we all go Karrion Cross? Yes. There you go. You got, slash you, we got you run. finish. We, oh, yeah. slash screw finish. So we've got 100% EO and 99 point. Nine percent carry. <laughs> um, I mean that begs that. I mean the last point on NXT is where does that leave Keith Lee? I think before we started recording, we were talking about him going to the main roster. So, yeah, it seems like an inevitable inevitability. Still couldn't get it right, but I'm going to roll right. with it. Um, I think it's been an inevitability since the Rumble. Yes, when Vince took a look at him and said, "Right, I want that," and Hunter said. Give me a spell. I Please. need to put the belt on him first. <laughs> Please don't take him. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I to do is that is that what you think? Because we've seen we've seen all these past champions stay down there, even when they've had the belt off them. Gargano, Champa, uh, Cole, etc. They're not getting instant call ups. But Lee, he's obviously had the impact at the Rumble. Vince obviously likes big people. Um. He seems like a, a Vince star ready in the making. Um, but the only question mark is lack of crowd is at the right moment. But is he the one out of all the NXT stars you see main roster first? Yeah, he's probably the the one Vince has got his eye on the most. I actually think he's going to kind of have an Ember Moon um, way to the top where he's going to lose mm. well Ember Moon never won the title I don't think my memory serves um, but yeah, I think Shana he's going to lose Shana beat her for it didn't she yeah I, I think oh okay I, I yeah. think um, I think Keith Lee's going to lose twice yeah yeah yeah. I, I think Keith Lee's going to lose twice to Karen Cross I think he'll lose right. this time and then he tries to do a baby face comeback and he loses again and then he'll go to the main roster. And I think that's going to really mm. put uh, Karen Cross over. So he might not go over straight away, but he's definitely on route, <laughs> on route there. They're trying to trickle crowds back in, aren't they? If, yeah. Yeah. So maybe this could buy time, him losing twice mm-hmm. before. So that would be like, I don't know, proper match, then squash match for the impact, though. Either way. I, I, I do agree. It's a good, I think it's a good point having two matches because... I don't know, say if they get crowds back in. What's the next big pay-per-view? Survivor Series the next big pay-per-view? Payback. No. no. (laughs) In a week. (laughs) You can do payback with a crowd. No, yeah, Survivor Series November. Maybe Rumble, because Survivor Series is not the best place. Do you debut him at the Rumble, though? He was at the Rumble last year. Yeah, but he could win the Rumble this year. That'd be interesting. Next year. Yeah. Next year. I, yeah. As long as you're there before next year's WrestleMania, mm. you'd think. 
that'd be his big his big showpiece party. We're, we're doing fantasy booking on a podcast that we didn't want to go four hours. I'm going to stop that train right now. <laughs> uh, but we see, we see all see. Um, Christ, I've got a Keith Lee. <laughs> Forget names. Uh, get distracted by fantasy booking. Um, Keith Lee sooner rather than later compared to the other ones. Um, but yeah, NXT will be good, even though I said the card looks a bit underwhelming. It will have a five-star match in there somewhere, because it always does. Um, SummerSlam. Alex, I'll start with you, and I'm going to go in reverse order of Wikipedia. Um, and feel free to mention any matches. I know CBS Sports sometimes have matches that might get confirmed, but uh, the first one I've got is Mandy Rose v. Sonya Deville in a hair versus hair match. Um, but... Is this gonna go forward considering the we situation? Don't know. I doubt it. Uh given the situation, which well, look, we won't mention it. You everyone listening to this will probably already realise it. Uh it is extremely creepy and fucked up and sad. Uh especially considering both of them were in the house when uh the guy was there. Mm. So I don't expect this to go ahead. Um, they could very easily do this at the end of a SmackDown as a main event. Uh, if it does go ahead, I still assume Mandy Rose will win. And I know today will be sh- shattered by seeing Sonya without hair, but I think she could actually rock. Not a bald look, but a short hair look would make her look badass. <laughs> like she could rock a short hair look and kick people's ass. I'd like to see a bit of a gear change as well, like be, be a sort of not quite Shayna Baszler level but just sort of be this brutal cage fighting like I'm going to murder you and have her just keep falling down that line of insanity because Sonya's promos have been unreal uh, and also Mandy's promo on Smackdown last week I think um, when she mentioned the you know the heart like what she had to do in college and being winning the um, beauty contest or whatever it was, um, you know, bikini contest, some, one of those. And, uh, yeah, she spoke really well. And I think, yeah, this storyline is maybe slightly dragged on too long, but the two themselves are actually still pulling out good performances. So uh, I can see this being quite good. Um, so I'd say if it goes ahead, which I don't think it will, Mandy will probably win. Yeah, I'd agree with that if it goes ahead. Um... Same for you, Tadima. Um, yeah, if if it does go ahead, I think Mandy wins it. Um, the moment they, the moment Mandy, I mean, the moment Sonia cut Mandy's hair, I I kind of had a sigh, and and had a moment <laughs> of silence because I knew this match was coming. I think I even posted in the group um, that I guess this means, uh, <laughs> I guess this means it's it's a hair versus hair match, or, or posted it somewhere. Um, yeah, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't let this uh, feud go. Just leave it where it was, Sonya on top, and let her carry on rising. They had to bring it back to this, and it, it oh, it's so sad. But um, uh, to Alex's point, I do agree that Sonya is going to look pretty badass. And hey, cutting your hair worked for Bailey. Um, I'm hoping it has the same meteoric sure. rise for. For Sonya as well, I really think that she, if they want to, she could be an absolute star and she could carry that SmackDown division for for a good while, especially with um, them having you know not the not all the big hitters in terms of 
two of the other four horsewomen there at the moment. Um, but yeah, hair versus hair, there's only one way this is going to end, and that's uh, Sonya getting a buzz cut. Hmm. Maybe Mandy loses and it starts Otis's heel to We'll never know. Oh, my, my, <laughs> my, my, my fantasy booking, that, sorry, to add fantasy booking, was that um, that's, um, Otis gives up his briefcase to save uh, Mandy Rose having to cut oh, her hair. Oh, God, no. And then Sonya becomes um, no. Mr. Money in the no. Bank. No. I would absolutely no. love that. No, love stop trying to take the briefcase off Otis. He's, he's not ca- winning the title. He's cashing in at WrestleMania in front of 100,000 <laughs> people. <laughs> yes. To, on Brock Lesnar. With a live sex celebration with Mandy Rose <laughs> and <laughs> all the ribs and stakes coming out and it will be amazing. And then Tucky's going to betray him the night after WrestleMania. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to have a main event feud yes. for the universal title of Tucker <laughs> versus Otis leading into Backlash. Yes. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. They could have an oh, yeah off. <laughs> oh, my God. That'd actually, that'd actually make me watch it. <laughs> Four million viewers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, please. Right. Um, Tadiwa. Um, I don't know why this is listed seven from the card, but fair enough. Um, Braun Strowman versus the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Um, I think Mo Chatra edited the Wikipedia page. What? That's why it's listed <laughs> oh, seven. Okay. I thought he, was, he probably has. Um. But I mean, yeah. to do it, this is this has been a feud that we didn't criticize, but we said there was should have been much more to it. At I can't remember what the last pay per view was. Extreme. Oh, it was the horror thing, wasn't it? The yes. horror show. <laughs> Jesus, extreme fuck. rules. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, we kind of criticized it for not being enough, and they seem to have took that criticism and gone with it. Now that we've got. Heel Broad Strowman by the I've only watched the highlights of this. It seems he's gone heel. Um and the fiend is now just he's just at, is he just neutral? Does he just do what he wants? I don't, I don't get this. But uh, bringing Alexa in's been a good decision, hasn't it? Oh, it's been an awesome decision. And and it's using Alexa for, you know, highlighting her best um aspects of of, of her character, which is her character work. Um, even for in-ring matches, I've always found her character development work always outshines her actual in-ring wrestling talent for me. Um, you know, that, that's just how I've always seen it, but, um, her facial expressions, her acting abilities, I, I think they're all featuring really well on, in, in this programming and, this has always been leading to the fiend coming out. So I think we've all seen that coming and, and have waited for it. It was just whether or not they were going to be able to do it in a compelling way. Um, now that we've gotten here, I'm, I'm ready for Braun to get squashed and, and for us to move on to, to better things, please. Um, I, I haven't been a fan of this Braun character, although the new bold Braun okay. kind of starts going back to... Um, to elements of what we saw of him against Roman, which was my feud of the year when when it did happen. So here's hoping that 
even in defeat that we get that one back um and then yeah I, that that's what i can say on this just just have the feed win don't do any bs finishes or anything like that please let um the fiend be able to move on from braun after this match no nah, the, the the fighting i got to pay back and there's nothing you can do um <laughs> <laughs> um alex obviously it's our guy um it's it's the boy it is and neither of us particularly like Strowman. but yes character develop Strowman. i mean it's only been it's... short it no it's been good you can yes. say it guy it's been good it has, um, and it's the first time we've seen character development since the Roman feud. Um, yeah, absolutely. This was a really good way to turn yes. Braun heel, because you play into... I mean, you've got sort of the, th- the three things WWE don't do. Refer to their own distant past continuity with the Team Little Big and the Alexa Bliss relationship in, you know, quotation marks with Braun. Uh, refer to character work that they've already laid out in the sort of year previous with Finn Balor changing and Seth, uh, Seth changing and Kane, Kane became a mayor. Kane, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was literally going to say Kane sort of did change and Mick Foley disappeared and Jerry Lawler disappeared, thank God. Um, but anyway, they so like all these people who face the Fiend change and they actually acknowledge that in continuity on commentary uh, and then they actually went and actually pulled the trigger with a Braun Strowman heel turn that was actually well done. And it's just surprising that they were actually doing these things that, you know, they don't usually do, and they've combined them all into one. And it's no real surprise that it's The Fiend that's doing it, because The Fiend is the one device through which they've been able to tell really, really good stories the past year. Um, Apart from the one that didn't happen, which is no longer in canon, it was in an alternate universe in the Saudi Arabian WWE universe, which is just over there, uh, which was obviously Goldberg. Uh, as Tanya was said in the group chat today, yeah, I guess we're just excluding Goldberg because what what changed with him? He still hits his head into fucking doorways and he's a big oaf. He's like, yes, he is, but that's fine because the Fiend never faced Goldberg. He went <laughs> to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Someone stole the title off him and he never got it back. And here is here is his his revenge moment. Well, he kind of turned him into a murderer because he did try to kill Undertaker afterwards. <laughs> or was that before? That true. I oh remember. no, it must have been beforehand. Either way, no, this is yes. really good. The Alexa Bliss thing has been, yeah, I agree with Taddy, your character works excellent. And that bit where Braun lifted her up and then you were just like, oh God, is he going to drop her? And he actually dropped her. Uh, and the way they cut that and the Fiend coming out being neutral, this is everything that should be happening. Braun should be a monster heel. Fiend should be neutral. At this point, he probably also should have the belt. I know purely because of what happened. He probably should have that belt because, I mean... Does it? I if mean, you, the main question is: Does this open the fiend into fighting heels? Yes, absolutely, and that's what it should definitely do. It doesn't necessarily restrict him from fighting faces, but I think it opens him up as a neutral to fight heels. As this, um, what would you call it? Not even neutral, but sort of just ethereal, uh, motivationless character who just, you know. Wants violence and wants oh, to omnipotent be omnipotent force. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. This sort of omnipotent. I'm above all of you, um, because you have Bray Wyatt to do those promos and sort of come into the ring. And I, I like the fact that they've had the Fiend be on SmackDown. They haven't just said, "Oh, he's coming. He's coming on the pay per view." 
Um, because at this point, I think you, all you need him for is one SmackDown or two SmackDowns technically, but you need to make it count. And with Alexa, they really did make it count. So yeah, no, I'm definitely going with a fiend um, and, and Braun Strowman's reign, turn him heel. At least we get something good from Braun out of it and move on. Is that a clean sweep? All the fiend? I believe so. Well, it's not because I'm going to go Strowman in a bullshit finish. <laughs> oh, God, no. Do we go no. again? Oh, They've learned. God. It's happening. They've at learned I've told you. It's hell in a cell. We haven't. They've learned they from hell in a cell. No, I've learned from hell in a cell. It's going to be bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen again at payback. It's gonna. Oh. It is. I reckon. I reckon it's gonna be like another no contest thing. I. I just think it is. It, oh, that's gross. Yeah. I'd be very happy if the fiend wins, but it. I just could just, You're just setting yourself up so you don't get disappointed again. I, it's the way to be. It's Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he's meant to win, he doesn't. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, right. So, so yeah, I'm. I'm picking. Let's say no contest. I don't think either of them will win. Um, right. Um, today we're Bailey v. Asuka. Um, well, kind of, we kind of have to do two matches together here, don't we? Because we have to do Tasha Banks v. Asuka as well. Um, firstly, Asuka pulling double duty. Um, I, I've Again, Raw. I go on today with opinion on the day after. And he's not had any good, good things to say, <laughs> so I've barely watched Raw. Can you explain the story to me here today? Okay, um, so basically, Bailey and and Sasha have been the cornerstones of uh, WWE main roster for the best part of a month, two months. Um, they're on pretty much every show except NXT, although they have been on a few NXTs. Um, the running gimmick is that they're the golden role models. They, you know, win all their matches. They get put into matches pretty much every week, either singles matches for their titles or um, tag team matches for well for for the tag team belts. Um, so with regards to Bailey, she uh, as SmackDown champion has been quite dominant. She's barely lost any matches that side. Um, the only match she lost really was um, when she went one-on-one with Oscar on Raw. And mm. the reason she was on Raw going one-on-one with Oscar was because Sasha Banks put her into the match saying she'll, she, you know, she, she'll face Oscar if Bailey, if Oscar's able to beat Bailey and, you know, the Oscar was able to win the match and perfectly, you know, the, the the next time around, Bailey and Sasha are walking backstage and Bailey says, you know, oh, now we both have to face Asuka. At least this time uh, when I face her, I'll be fighting for something, you know, for something worth, I'll be fighting for something worth value. Mm. And and Sasha sort of gave her this look where, you know, you, you can see from the look alone that she's saying, wait, so it wasn't valuable and wasn't worth it fighting Asuka last time when you were trying to stop her having to fight me. Um, so they planted the seed really, really well there. Mm. They've, and they've given little breadcrumbs throughout throughout the months with, with the breakup of Sasha and Bailey, which is what this is all leading to. The only issue for me really is Asuka being in both matches 
and then both matches being singles matches. Mm. If she was going to be in both matches, I would have rather had a triple threat match where either, you know, the the winner takes all the belts, and I think that could create feud between Bailey and Sasha, or to say it's a two out of three or, or two two pinfall match. The first pinfalls for the SmackDown Championship, yeah. second pinfalls for the Raw Championship. How, however, you want to package that deal, um, but for me, it's a bit irritating to have Oscar be challenging for both because I think there are a lot more women that could be used in that role. And mm. especially, you know, and, and going on to my prediction, especially with the fact that I think Bailey retains no matter what happens. So I would rather have someone else there and, and try and elevate them and, you know, in a spirited losing effort to Bailey than to have Oscar there because especially when they had the, the they had a, a battle royal this past smackdown where they were determining the number one contender and the moment oscar's music hit it just gives you the sinking feeling that oh okay there's no way they're putting Oscar in this match and she's losing it mm. um there were so many other women that i think they could have given a chance to and and yeah so in terms of predictions i think bailey's able to beat oscar through the help of sasha and then in the next match, Sasha loses to Oscar, and it's going to be Bailey's fault. And one, what what it accomplishes is one, it continues the whole fact that Sasha's never retained a title, and then two, it continues to create the the rift between the two of them. And I think that rift, which is going to end up with Bailey staying heel and Sasha being babyface, works better if Bailey's the reason Sasha lost her championship. And that can then drive the wedge and continue to to grow the, the the feud. And then Asuka can carry on on Raw, being Raw champion, and she'll go on to face maybe possibly Shayna Baszler next. So first match, Bailey wins. Second match, Asuka wins. I like it. I like the theories. Alex, what what are you? What have you got on these two matches? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. I think that was comprehensive enough that I don't really need to, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, Taddy's literally made every salient point you probably could there. Um, yeah, I, the, um, okay, no. I'll devil's advocate and say these the alternatives and this is why I think Taddy's absolutely spot on. Uh, yeah, one alternative, you have Asuka win both matches. You have her be double champ. Um, she drops it to she drops the Raw one to Shane and then goes to SmackDown. Probably not going to happen because the SmackDown women's division is, you'd suggest, maybe stronger with Naomi and, um, yeah, nasty. Um, uh, well, and, and Bailey and Sasha are technically on SmackDown. <laughs> Technically, but I, I just, yeah, I have a feeling they're gonna, they're gonna keep pulling double duty just because they've been so brilliant and they've still got the WWE NXT, uh, the WWE NXT, the WWE and NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, the other thing that could happen is that Asuka loses both matches, which won't happen because Becky picked her out, uh, and I think that's as, it's as simple as that. Um, if they did have Asuka lose both, then that would effectively kill her and undo everything that Becky did by giving her the title via the Money in the Bank belt. So, uh, Money in the Bank briefcase. So, I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, Bailey sort of costing Sasha. Asuka going to Raw to face Shayna Baszler. Um, and then Bailey and Sasha's rift growing, and Sasha getting jealous again now that she doesn't have a title anymore, or she doesn't have a singles title anymore all works perfectly into the storyline. I hope, I hope, my hope is hoping, hope that they don't pull the trigger until there's a crowd because it's going to suck if this happens without a crowd. I know we can't control COVID. I know this storyline's bubbling, um, but Bailey and Sasha have been so good that the, the turn when it happens, just hope that there's a crowd there. Um, and yeah, I, I think that is definitely the logical thing. So yeah, that's my prediction as well. Bailey to retain the title, ask her to beat Sasha. You, you're too safe, boys. You're too safe. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Let's go. Right. Here we go Asuka's beaten Bailey. And then Sasha's beating Asuka. And then, Ooh, Asuka, then, ba- then Bailey's going to snap and Sasha and they're going to pull the trigger. And then, there's pay, then there's payback. <laughs> no, not, not payback. Not, not payback. <laughs> uh, not payback, but I... I nah, nah, I think you are right, but I'm just going to be different because I, I keep losing predictions. So I'm going to be different. Let's go. Let's go. Can I'm, I just say, so we haven't addressed this yet. I, my gut and my brain told me to go with Seamus, uh, Seamus, to go with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. At Extreme Rules. And then what happened? You two mm. told me, why would they win the titles for? The New Day, they're the solid bet. <laughs> they're definitely going to win the titles. So I said, you know what, lads? You're right. And guess who won the fucking WWE Tag Team titles? <laughs> you pricks. Well, did they really win? Because they're not even on the card. Yeah, that's true. There you go. So we were right. Because Big E will probably be on the pre-show somewhere. <laughs> um, oh, Big E's, can we just say, I mean, yeah, he's not on this card. Big E's singles run has been fantastic so far. Everything I thought it'd be. His promos are unreal. I mean, whilst we're on it, why isn't the why isn't AJ on this card? We, we might see uh, Riddle versus AJ for the title. I doubt it. I think we might actually see Riddle versus Corbin instead, because that's been the thing. 
Uh, but basically, that Intercontinental title scene, I think, probably has been limited to SmackDown main event or maybe payback. Who knows? And I think also um, because, yeah, this match was meant to be... So Jeff Hardy versus AJ is this uh, is the oh, go-home yeah. main event. Right. But yeah. that match was meant to be on the pay-per-view on... on 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 SummerSlam's card, right? And for some reason they moved it. I'm assuming it's ratings related that they moved it. Um, so whether or not we get a clean finish on that one, and then it gets booked for Sunday as well, that that's probably uh, a likely outcome of it. It's definitely happening at Payback. Um, right. So let's do. You picked Asha beat Sasha. Like, I'll just copy you. Fuck it. I'll just, I'll just copy you. We'll do clean sweep. We'll do. We'll all agree on that one. But when Bailey win, when Bailey loses, I'm being the smoke prick next gonna week. You're going to be filthy. I am. I'm going to yeah, be you're absolutely be filthy. Um, <laughs> speaking of filthy, um, Alex, Seth Rollins v Dominic Mysterio. I don't know why this is filthy. I was just doing a segue. <laughs> uh, Seth Rollins been... v Dominic Mysterio in a street fight, which. Uh, Wiki has Ray and Murphy on the outside. Um, we mentioned part-time as doing damage on NXT. Is similar situation? No, I think it's the opposite. Right. This has been fantastic for me, this uh, storyline. did you? I'm not sure if you saw, Guy, but the welts that Seth and Buddy yes. West on Dominic's back were brutal. There's your filthy, the filthy segue. There we go. Um, that one was brutal. And the um, ease with which I think Dominic has made himself at home in this storyline. Okay, his promo is not great. Uh, he, I mean, he's, it's it's decent enough to manage, but it's not like he's being making any impassioned sort of pleas to, you know, save his dad or anything. It's very much straight down the line. But he delivers a six one nine like nobody's business. He clearly picked that up from his dad. And getting Joe and Tom Phillips involved with Seth and having Buddy sort of put Alistair Black's eye to the, ch- the steel chair and look at his look at Seth like, did you seriously just make me do that? That's been great. Having Seth be this crazed sort of messianic cult figure has been really good. Um, and now I'm curious to see what they do because, I mean, you can't really have Dominic win clean, but that's what the street fight steps for. So now you, 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 we might well see Dominic get a bit of revenge on, on Seth, and I think Seth could probably um, cop it. But at the same time, you could very easily see Seth just brutalise Dominic after an early flurry uh, and really just hammer home that whole brutal messianic cult leader figure. Um, Seth's been, yeah, I think Seth's been excellent. I think he... He's suffering from the fact that Austin Theory is not there, so it's not really as much of a cult as it is a partnership. Uh, and yeah, the, the whole idea of him probably needing another one, another addition to the Messianic Club. Well, we finally um, get is, Big Dominic. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe big, the other Dominic rocks up finally. Uh, and yeah, I mean, actually, it's not just Austin, is it? It's AOP as well. Yeah, that's a shame. True. That stable's been hit pretty hard, hasn't it? But anyway, that's uh, by the by. I think this should be very good. Mm. I, I don't know. We'll, well, we'll talk about one predictions. Um, today, we your thoughts? I mean, I agree the feud. 
Albeit it's gone a bit too long. This, when, when I was watching, this was probably the best part of Raw part with Drew McIntyre and Randy, um, which was separate back then. That's how long I've not been watching Raw for. <laughs> um, it's um, maybe gone on a bit too long, but it's built to this quite well. Yeah, they eventually got there. <laughs> they eventually got there. Um, I, I I agree that it's a bit long in the tooth, especially the Seth gimmick. And he hasn't really told us what the greater good is that he's fighting for, um, which has been quite irritating for me. But in terms of an introduction for Dominic, similar to the Pat McAfee thing, where you really want someone that's going to be able to protect um the person coming in and i think seth rollins will would do a fantastic job there the street street fight stipulation is perfect for being able to hide any shortcomings in the ring as well so that was really smart of them to have that that in there um but yeah i, I see dominic winning um i just wish maybe seth won more maybe this character would have more steam with me if, if he did win more uh, but once again, they've booked him into a match that I, I don't see how he wins it. And and he's becoming like what Bray Wyatt was when, when he was Preacher Bray, mm. where he comes out, preaches, loses. If they play into that fact that he's, you know, uh, a leader that's always losing, then I'm happy for that. But they never did with Bray, and I don't think they are going to hear, which, which is a shame. So my pick is Mysterio. Um there's probably going to be a lot of shenanigans involving Ray and Murphy. Um, but yeah, that, 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 that's it for me. It, I think they've done well in, in making Dominic a baby face. And I really want to see him kick Rollins' ass. And I, I think you can only ask for that really when, when you're creating a baby face. He's the son of probably the biggest underdog baby face the company's ever had. Maybe... Daniel Bryan is in that conversation, but he's he's playing it off really well. I think needs to work on his promos, but other than that, he's he's done really well. Alex, what say you prediction? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with. Um... Actually, no, you know what? I'm going to go with Seth. You bastard! I was going to do that. Oh, <laughs> I've got a sneaky suspicion that Seth's going to brutalize him, and this will be the the chance but i mean we could see some old joke involved too that's the thing this this has got a lot of working parts to it yes so, um we finally we finally see him choke dominic <laughs> yeah it's been three <laughs> no, years not that, <laughs> not that joe not that joe i'm more thinking along the lines of no. him pulling his tie off and just going right that's it and getting involved with seth which i think would be very very cool but uh no yeah, so, i'm gonna go with seth ah uh, I kind of want Joe back in it, but he'll end up injuring Seth. <laughs> it just seems to be how it works. Or one of them will get injured. They don't work well together in the ring. Um, <laughs> I'm, I was going to go Seth as well, and then you stole my thunder. I, let, let's up the anti-Dominic joining Seth at the end. <laughs> Not big oh, Dominic. God. The Dominic. Father. And then Joe's going to choke him out. Eventually. I'm getting that. God, get I'm getting that, that goddamn moment. Yes, it's exactly. You just booked your whatever yes. you wanted to say. Yeah. It's happening. So that's two for Seth, one for Dominic. Um, 
Apollo Crews the MVP. What are they called again? The Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. That's oh, so shit. I'll, I'll be honest. This was very appealing to me three weeks ago, and ever since it's just been a bit shit. I mean, I think Taddy Taddy put it in the run sheet, but the whole three on one thing just really. The, the, this week on Raw, it was an elimination match. Ali and Ricochet got eliminated like nobody's business, and then uh, Cruz comes in and beats the other three, and it's just yeah, took all the all the wind out of the sails. Cruz has still been pretty good, mm-hmm. mind you, but. Uh, I, I was know, not that excited. I was scrolling through Facebook and my WWE thing came up and it had like the results of Raw. And it had like Cedric Alexander won the twenty four seven belt, then lost it later on. I was like, what what the hell is what's going on? So just yes. even reading it sound con- sounded confusing. Um Shelton Benjamin is twenty four seven champion again. Should be just, to, uh... should be to that one. Um uh-huh. anyway, um Cruiser's champion is he holding both belts now? No, just the one. Just the new one. Oh. He said he'd give the old one to his kid. Oh, fair which enough. Which is nice. That's cool. Um, I don't really know the story into this. I, let's just do this quickly because I, I, I need to get out of here. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we have a lot. I don't know why, but it's got Street Profits as number one match, so I'm guessing we're going to do that next. <laughs> that was uh, yeah. that was today, just so we could yeah. see Bianca. That's very true. Um. I'll go cruise this one without knowing the story. Yeah, I think I'm going to go cruise as well. Yeah, I don't think they're going to take the belt off the poly yet. Yeah, Yeah, I think it'll end up being like Lashley v. him at payback or some shit. Then we'll we'll discuss that. I don't even know how we're going to preview payback. We might have to just do a review of it. (laughs) Um, Today, what say you for this one? Yep, clean sweep. That's it. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, um, unless no. unless Retribution get involved in the no contest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other thing oh that's that's the spanner. Yeah. Maybe yeah, that maybe that should be list. one of the predictions. When do you think Retribution can Yeah. When does Retribution get involved? All of the matches. Well, if Retribution gets involved show. and helps Cruz win it then I will forgive everything they've done with Retribution, because that would be pretty <laughs> awesome. That would be cool. That would be badass. Just ends up being a ricochet at all the, all the midgets. <laughs> <laughs> and Alberto Correa. <laughs> yeah. Squash me now, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that dude. would be character. That would that be. Would give the, the stable a reason. I mean, I did call them dweebs earlier, so it's fitting. <laughs> yeah, <true>. It fits. <laughs> it does fit. Um, that is a good point. I mean, we, haven't, we haven't really discussed telly and retribution. It's it's rumored to be the whole point of the payback pay per view, which is a week later. Um, we've not been impressed by them so far. <sighs> what can I do to save this? Because. We all love an invasion angle, even though the payoff seems to always be ruined. Could this be Rolls Reversal, where the introduction shit, but the payoff's good? Maybe. Like, yeah, maybe. I I genuinely don't know. That's one of those things where you sort of go, mm, maybe. <laughs> like, that's the thing that's just... So much of this pay-per-view actually looks good because you've got recency bias with WWE pay-per-views in a good way where the pay the build is not that stellar and then they pull it out. 
And I think with SummerSlam, there is enough here to make me suggest that, yeah, they'll do something similar. But I don't know. Taddy, what do you think? Um, I think they've just done such a poor job because they don't know who's meant to be the, the characters that they reveal. And that that's a recipe for disaster. And it just seems really directionless. Um, Short-term really stable seems odd, doesn't it? It it does. But I I personally think, and, you know, these are just my own personal thoughts, that this is literally how Vince McMahon sees the protests that have been going on in America. Mm. And he's just playing it out on TV, sort of like a spoof. And it, they just look like, you know, children <laughs> that are running around doing silly things for no apparent reason without any direction. And that's probably how he sees the protest. Silly little kids running around complaining about things Some with Trump no real reason. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It it just seems so off to me. And, you know, it when it first came, there was, there was, you know, the anticipation and the hope that they could really do something with it. I hope they pull something out of it. Um, but as it stands, I, I really don't have any time for it because mm. they're seeing it as a joke. So I, I don't see why I should take it seriously, which is sad. Yeah, they're going to have Roman Reigns come back in an American flag apparel and spear them all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Roman's beating them oh, all. God. Yeah. Oh, God. Within three I mean, seconds, one spear taking out 25 people. At, but at this point... I mean, isn't that something you sort of want to see? <laughs> no. Not in a big American flag. No, 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 not in a big American flag. In not maybe without the suit, like without sorry, without the um, body vest, bullet bullet vest. Come back without the bullet vest, Roman. You've got the most ridiculous freaking physique, and you hide it beneath a bulletproof vest. What the hell is that? Anyway, no, just him coming back and spearing the shit out of everybody without the American flag. That just it doesn't even have to be retribution. It's be the entire two or five live roster. Just do that for me. That'd be amazing. Interesting. Um let's move on. Um Street Profits v what do we call them? Vega Zelina Del Pijo or some shit. Hijos Del Vega. Yeah, that's the one. Um I missed the bish glasses. Um that was the that was peak. That was peak names. Um I don't really know the story on this. But I'm going to... Oh, Montez got poisoned. Didn't yes, you say that? I, I saw that on the Facebook thing I was on about earlier. That it... I missed I missed the sports skits. I won't lie. <laughs> yeah. Raw results. Montez Ford got poisoned. Yeah. All right, then. Okie um, dokie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Street Profits will probably win. What do you... Who do you think did it? Because I don't think it's Vega. Usually, if it was actually Vega, they'd have more, or sort of, Bianca would be challenging her less. Because Bianca's just been like, yeah, I know it's her. I know it's her. I know it's her. If it turns out to be her, it's just be like, oh, okay. Spoiler right. alert. Yeah. It, on Raw, they showed it was Vega. Oh. Yeah. All right, never mind. They, they, <laughs> I haven't watched Raw. They, they had that anticlimactic, is it going to be a red herring? Nope. It's exactly who you oh, thought it was. Oh, for God's sake. And it was this is stupid. It should have the, been the, and the way they did it started was, again. <laughs> yeah, but the way they did it was really silly because um, Montez Ford basically they've got this this one lady from the Bachelorette or something that um, 
all three of the only three tag teams that are on Raw are kind of fighting for, in that um, Ivar, uh, she thinks one, she, she thinks yeah. Ivar is cute, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gaza is trying to pull his charm with her, yes. and then um, Dawkins. What's his name? Dawkins is also chatting yeah. her up. Um, but basically, Dawkins was saying, "I've got video footage of who did it." So I, I I know who did it, and and he was you know say, and then there was shock on Zelina's face of oh crap have they got me? And she was trying to, he had it on his phone apparently, and also in the studio. But anyway, so he was <laughs> so 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 Zelina was telling her boys to get the phone away from um, Dawkins, and then eventually he was like um, to production. I don't know how he screamed to them from where he was, but he said, yeah, yo, play that tape. They were in the back and then they played it and they showed Selena pouring something in, 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 in the drink. But the irritating thing for me was that whole time Dawkins was laughing like, oh man, I've got something funny to show you. Oh, you're going to enjoy this. This is so funny. And then that Joe on commentary saying, oh yeah, like, because Joe was basically playing like he's got all the scoops that evening. And, yeah. and he was like, oh, yeah, Zelina's definitely going to enjoy this. This this is going to be interesting. This is funny. And I'm th- sitting there thinking, I'm like, if my tag partner got poisoned, how is this funny? And how is how am I teasing, showing a video and saying, oh, this is going to be funny? And then the video gets shown and then um, Montez Ford appears after the video and then they start brawling. And I'm like, wait, so he was there the whole time? Surely he wants to just jump these guys, not wait until the video is played. loves a good dramatic entrance. And then there's a one-on-one match between um, Montez Ford and <sighs> Charlotte's man. Andrade. I feel so bad. Andrade Cianalmas. Um, And then, so, so, so they have a singles match, right? And throughout the singles match, Zelina's on the outside watching the match. Bianca Belair is nowhere to be seen. And I'm thinking, first of all, Shirley Dawkins would have shown her the video. So at some point she should have attacked her. Then the match starts and she's still not there. She comes in at towards the end of the match, does one power slam to Zelina, and then that's it. And then the match finishes with a roll-up pin. And that that's it. And I'm like, this is a guy that's just been poisoned. Surely you got to... <laughs> You know, show a bit more fight than this. So what yeah. what did the poison him with? Paracetamol? I have no idea what was going on. So I think the, the booking has just been really, really poor for this. Yeah, really not poor. Not good. Thing is, with a proper build, this should be match of the night. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it didn't get a proper build. I mean, it probably still be a bang match, but just that the poison thing just <laughs> looming in the background. A WWE who done it never. Is never a good thing. It never is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not like it's a Christie, is it? Uh, from Re- from Rikishi did it for The Rock <laughs> to, to, to fake <laughs> Eric Rowan. Oh my goodness! <laughs> to Kane killing the Undertaker. And, uh, Jesus, that's probably the best one. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, not good. Yeah, and ironically as well. Yeah. Um, who are we going for? I'll I'll go for the Vega boys. Ah, uh, Street Profits. Street Profits. Okie dokie. Right, main event time. Drew v. Randy. Yes, the good one. Yes. The good bit. Yes. Um, Alex, I'll start with you. I mean, 
we kind of thought this would be the feud because Drew was on fire, Randy was on fire. So you've got to meet at the uh, the biggest event of the summer. Um, and then at Payback as well, obviously. Um, this is a tough one. Because you don't want Randy to lose, but you don't want Drew to lose either. So what? Yeah. What? We're in a exactly pick. Right. We're in a pickle. Yeah, which is why perhaps uh, retribution and payback. That's what this is for, perhaps. Ugh. But I mean, let's let's say that it, it needs resolution one way or the other. Um, you've got Randy in the best period of his career since 2007 8 bald angry uh, randy yeah bald angry legacy randy um it's versus drew who's in the best patch i think of anyone on the on either roster maybe with the exception of Bailey and Sasha uh he has been brilliant he has been doing his own promos he sounds so natural he's I mean we've talked about this all the time but i think it's the fact that he's been able to continue this but without a crowd is sort of brilliantly tragic because if there was a crowd there, they would be eating him up. Um, and I think if you take the belt off Drew now, he loses a bit, but if you put the belt on Randy now, he gains a lot. Like he Randy with the belt, you could do Randy versus edge when edge comes back. We're expecting that to be what within the next month. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say, but I think either way you get a good outcome, which is a difficult thing to usually get with WWE, uh, which is probably why Retribution will come in and rule it all. And then the leader revealed is to be... Alberto Carrillo. Oh. (laughs) Oh, Christ. It's going to end up being... It'll be Bully bully Ray. It's always Bully Ray. Ever since Aces and Aids... I mean, that, that, that is a, the a shit. joke that, that only the, some people it, will get, but yes. That was the <laughs> that most was... obvious reveal in the history yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. And it was, the, it was the most <laughs> obvious reveal that made no sense. Why did he fight them for three months? Three months just to get Brooke Hogan engaged and then say, ha, bitch. No, I'm actually like, what is the point, Bully Ray? Why? Oh, TNA just had some fucking... Tremendous times, but anyway, yeah, that was that, so promising at the start, and then it turned. yeah, I know it was incredible at the start. It was fantastic, <sighs> and then it ended up with Garrett Bischoff and fucking Devon and Bully Ray. Just oh, so weird, so so weird. Christ, I missed TNA. Oh my god, I know me too. Again. That, that uh, banter era, hundred percent. I've got it on YouTube, and it just pops up all the time. Like, oh my god, I remember this. Uh, <laughs> Right. Um, to do with your your say on this match, not bother you. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, I was on mute. There we um, go. Yeah, I've I've enjoyed the build up to this. As I said, the whole fact that the legend killer gimmick then be- leads to him getting a title shot, um, has worked really well for me. Slight thing on the booking, I would have loved to see the Rick punt this past week's Raw mm. on the Go Home Show opposed to the HBK one. I think they 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 should have switched the the punts. Uh, I mm. think that would have been a really cool Go Home. It was pretty twist. as well, to be fair. The yeah, it, it really was. Mm. Um, my 
thought process for this is probably my left field call for the night. Oh. Is well, then again, I chose Pat McAfee. But anyway, um, I think that the punt kick was fake. And well, obviously the lights went out for it, and Tricky. I think that Re- uh, Rick Flair shows up and helps Randy Orton win the title, and they laugh at Drew because, haha, you thought that Randy would ever betray me. I'm the dirtiest player in the game, and we just beat you. So I'm still going with Randy winning it, but the way he's winning it, I think, is Rick Flair coming back and showing that it was a it, it was a ploy the whole time, him getting punted. Maybe. I actually quite like that show. Maybe retribution. Mm, could work. Maybe retribution work for Randy. And his little dweeb oh, army. Oh, does. that would that would make sense. He when doesn't like Black Lives Matter turn. Yeah. He's he's fully on board with the protests now. Yes. He's fully vouches for them. There you go. There you go. Yes. Uh the one thing though I think Randy with Rick seems a little I don't know. I, th- I just, mm, I feel like you don't need Rick there. Not that, not that he's not good, but you don't necessarily need Rick there. I think Rick serves better as another legend to be ticked off the box and to really drive Randy even further down the demented road than being a dirty, dirtiest player in the game. But I still wouldn't mind. Like, I would still quite like it if that happened because um, I think that'd be a cool way to screw Drew over without necessarily making him look like an idiot. Uh, so, ideally, you can still leave Rick out of it. But, yeah, I, I can see this going in a way. But it's still, I think this is the best setup match for the night, to be fair. I agree with that. Um, I'm going to go Drew to win because I love Randy in this gimmick. But I don't see how he continues it as champion because it's... Like, I know Edge isn't too far off, but I think this is the criticism we had before. It don't want Edge v. Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. It doesn't need it. It really doesn't need it, especially in 2020. Um, so I, I'm i going to go Drew, but anything, like, from no contest to retribution being Drew's fucking stable... I think this is the most open-ended one of the night, really. Um, Unless we're going to have Poison Gate again. Um, Jesus. Uh, So I'm going to go Drew to do what you said, Randy, didn't you? Um, What are you going with, Alex? Yep. I don't know. Let's say Drew, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ends in no contest going to end up like Drew and Randy v. Retribution at paper. <laughs> oh god, that's the one way they could ruin this. <laughs> the one uh, way. Right, um, somehow we've kept this to like an hour and a half or just over. Um, overall good weekend? Yeah. I think it will be fun, to be to be honest. Um, it's not quite the SummerSlam Bonanza we had planned, but we also planned crowds to be back. So again, I think, uh, yeah, I am. I'm trying to remain not necessarily positive, but I'm trying to remain realistic with wrestling right now. None of it is very good because there is no crowds. So you take what you get in isolation, and you see if they can make the best of it. WWE have been making the best of pay per views, 
they certainly haven't been making the best of they certainly have not rather been making the best of TV, but I have faith that these pay-per-views will be uh, as good as they have been at the very least in the in ISO slash quarantine slash uh, COVID era. Uh, and on, a, on the fact that we've gone through all the matches tonight, we've actually been relatively excited. I think it could be quite fun. Same for you to do? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good weekend. There's AEW thrown in there as well because of the the NBA playoffs. So they're going to be on Saturday. So that alone makes you think that NXT is going to bring it, regardless of how the card is shaped mm. up or, or how it's on paper. The fact you know that there's another show on, the the talent's going to want to, to show off. Uh, so that should be exciting. And then SummerSlam... Look, the the build-up hasn't been great. TV hasn't been great. But one thing we know is that these guys are really talented in the ring, the majority of them. So it's it's going to be a really good show. I'm, 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 I've got actually pretty high standards, which is a dangerous thing to do with WWE. But I've, I've got high standards for this weekend's uh, wrestling. Mm. SummerSlam is usually good. For mm. me, I mean, hmm? Survivor Series is always good. Oh, um, and by the way, we... Vince is going to be on our ass. It's SummerSlam. You'll never see it coming. Oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I, I just thought we, sake. We, need, we, we need to get that in We didn't there. even we, mention the Thunderdome. Legally, uh, legally, we, just, we need legally, to get it. Legally, Vince will sue us <laughs> that means, for false advertising the pay-per-view. That means the person who's in charge of Retribution is going to be like Triple H or something as a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Sean. Of, it's Sean. It's, it's Vince. Vince. It, it's Vince. It the, was the me, problem Austin. For me. <laughs> yeah. The problem for me is it can't be someone cool because if it was Triple H, for example, he would not have allowed the BS that's happened mm. on TV the last month. Yeah, it's true. Who's a dweeb? Or if it's or if it's like a CM Punk or something. There's no oh, way he's going to put his name no. to something like that. That's it's my true. only drawback. It's Daniel Bryan. <laughs> That's the, you could genuinely say me, Daniel, bro. I could genuinely say I mean, that's the, that'd be the and only I love thing the that fact that... Save it at this point. Well, not the only thing, but I mean, that'd save it. If Daniel Bryan's like, right, I need to do, do hostile takeover. I mean, maybe... Well, even if it's... Um, what's your Nexus? Because there was that... They were meant to come back for WrestleMania, some sort of WrestleMania angle, and then that kind of got stopped. If it's Weird Barrett, that'll be amazing. That'd, yeah, be, that'd, be that'd be so good. Um, we haven't mentioned the Thunderdome, but meh. Um, I it'll, mean, it'll, it'll be look thing, cool. It'll probably good. Yeah, it'll probably yeah. be good. Um, but the news we have to finish up on, um, uh, if you've not checked the WhatsApp group, uh, it looks like Renee Young's finally leaving WWE after long-standing rumours. Um, we know she has, is it ESPN who have offers on her and stuff? Nothing, nothing past that's been confirmed, but... Renee Young leaving um, WWE, I imagine quite a few people's favourite presenter because she seems pretty sound. Um, Alex, first to react to that? She's going to be a brilliant presenter for Fox or ESPN. I imagine Fox because they've already got the uh, they've already got in with her. I think there was talk that they'd already offered her a job a few months ago. Um, she definitely deserves better than the WWE. They don't really have anything for her. Yeah, yeah, good on her. Go to Fox and make money. Yeah, I mean, today we're with backstage failing and getting cancelled. Is this kind of always going to happen? 
Yeah, and you could see she was really disappointed by it being cancelled. Um, I thought backstage was the best way to keep her on mm. on uh, in in the WWE. And the moment they cancelled that, I think she just it's just one thing after another. Every single project she starts kind of gets cut off by WWE, and I, I can imagine that yeah. has been frustrating. You look back even to I'm, I'm, I can't remember what the show it was on something unfiltered. Unfiltered, yes. She had that unfiltered show, which I thought was really good. Um, I stumbled upon it one day and ended up just following it throughout the season, and I, I enjoyed that. She then had Talking Smack with Daniel Bryan, and there were rumblings. Bit, yeah. yeah, and there were rumblings that Talking Smack is being brought back, and I wonder if that was the last-ditch effort to try and keep her on board. Yeah. And to say, no, 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 don't worry, we'll bring Talking, Talking Smack back. But I think it's just one straw that broke the camels or one, you know, the, that final straw, mm. um, a shame for backstage. I thought she hosted it really well. She, you know, even after the pandemic, she was still spearheading the show. Um, it's just, it was put at a time that it was never going to work on a Tuesday late mm. at night where there's no wrestling going on, um, leading up to it or anything like that, it it it. it I just thought it was a really poor decision from them. If they were going to do the show, yeah. it was difficult for us a, to watch as well overseas. Exactly, yeah. exactly. At least do it like as a lead up to SmackDown or post SmackDown show. They 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 butchered it on on that end. Um, and then in terms of where she goes, I I really hope it's an ESPN or a Fox. I think she would knock it out the park. I also curiously, I mentioned in the group uh, a while ago, um, uh, Charlie's been on ESPN a lot because I, I do watch the ESPN shows. She's been on First Take hosting, and I don't know how long it's been, but almost every single Friday she's she's been the host of First Take. And I'm sitting there thinking, why the hell didn't they, they put Renee there? she would have been the first person in the company they should have nominated. Mm. And maybe that's another thing that Renee got frustrated by that. Look, you guys had a chance to, to, to suggest someone to go on to first take. This is one of my dream job type things, scenarios. How is my name not on that list? And how am I not on that show? Mm. So maybe yeah, I, I really, to be fair. Well, oh. she only gave her notice a week ago. True. So I, I, I don't know, but I, I really hope she, she does land somewhere and, and gets a really cool gig. And then also just the last comment on WWE, they're hosting virtual meet and greets this weekend. Um, but it's like 125 US dollars for like two minutes with, 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 with the talent. So if anyone wants At least no, to do that. At least there's no chance of <laughs> creepy dudes trying to hug Alexa, Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch and all that. Yeah. That's, 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 the stars will probably feel a bit awkward, but it's definitely less awkward than having to deal with friggin' meeting greets in real life, I imagine. Yeah. And if, yeah, if there's any way we can end this podcast, it's don't be a creep. If there's anything we've learned from this week, it's stop being creepy to people online. Just take a freaking second to look at yourself, say, is this all right? And the chances are, if you have to ask that question, it's not. So stop being creeps. Yes. <laughs> That's literally the way to end it, because regardless of pay-per-view, that is the most important thing um, this week in wrestling. Christ, frank thankfully nothing too serious happened. Um which obviously could have happened. Uh, so, yeah, 
Um, best of luck to Renee Young and thankfully Sonia and Mandy are physically fine. Um, we don't know mentally, obviously. Um, but that's where we'll finish up. Um, so thank you everyone for listening again for a long one, but two shows, all that jazz. Um, and thank you, you two, for joining me as usual. Goodbye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.